All right. I'm I'm uh I'm ready for your joke. Okay. Okay. So the, this this week's one is um why did the invisible man turn down the job offer? Uh He couldn't see himself doing it. Uh Give me a better one. I want a better one. <laughs> okay. Okay. This one this one's pretty good. Okay. Did you know that the first french fries weren't actually cooked in France? No, I did not. They were cooked in Greece. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. Uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Graham. And uh, tonight, or today, uh, will be our first episode in our Summer of Nintendo series. Mm-hmm. I think we'll have to do, like, a, a special theme song or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. Something summary. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, for our first Summer of Nintendo game, we played Super Mario Galaxy for, mm-hmm. for the Wii. This was your first time playing it? Yes. In fact, this is the first Super Mario 3D platformer I've ever finished. Uh, I say that because I have very, very faint memories of playing 64 and super mario sunshine at like an old navy on a gamecube or something like that uh maybe it was an old navy i don't know but uh very very faint memories of doing that but as far as like playing through the whole game and having like an experience this was my first platformer for mario okay yeah and i played it i think i played it pretty much when it came out back in 2008 uh, that, 2007. But 2007. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So you were a youngling back then, Graham. That was a whole yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you find it? I really enjoyed it. Um, Good. Very early on, and it kind of became just whatever I... Whenever I thought about doing the podcast, I was just like, okay, I gotta say, this is unlike anything I've ever played before. Okay. Uh, in a good way. And, like, um, particularly, I, I really enjoy the, um, what's the word? The platforming aspects where it's not just, uh, you know, make this jump. It's, like, um, when you're running around the planets and the camera kind of follows you and tracks you, um, the changing in gravity from one area to another, just the way gravity is used in the game I really enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. So really early on when I'm running around all the planets and um, I'm just like, wow, this is kind of unlike anything I've I've ever played before. And I appreciate that they also don't overuse that too much because um, not every level is, you know, run around this orb that's a planet. There's lots of other backdrops and environments um, where they keep it pretty fresh, um, I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say this is almost a perfect game, uh, except that it really um, suffers from the Wii control schemes. Um, yeah, in, a little in, bit. In very select and very certain areas. Um, and in some ways, um, the Wii control scheme uh, enhances the game. 
for example, I love just being able to kind of like flick my my Wiimote around and collect star bits. Because then I was, as I learned I could do that throughout the game, I was starting to, okay, Mario's moving and running, but I'm going to look in the background and try and get some star bits. And I really, yeah, I like that. Um, I didn't mind some of the... Uh, other like motion controls or controls the nun the nunchuck, but um, there was one one section in the sand galaxy mm-hmm. where you have to go down a tower, but you're upside down and sand's coming down and pushing you down. And um, because you're upside down, like the way that you control Mario is kind of um, inverse, I think. Anyways, it was the nunchuck I found was very imprecise. And so it took me at least probably 10 minutes to do a successful run through because I would just like, I would constantly get caught, get caught in the corner or go the wrong way or kind of like go on a diagonal angle and therefore get caught on a wall and then die. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So like the, in the, in, um, preciseness of the nunchuck itself and some other segments, um, really kind of held this game back for me, but other than that, I enjoyed every every aspect of it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I do have one other crit- criticism, but we'll probably get into it later. Um, but what what did you think of this game, having now replayed it? Because this was a replay for you, correct? Yeah. So this is this is the weird thing for me, is that I did not enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Okay. Um, like I have really fond memories of playing it. Like I, I one hundred percented this game, which means not one hundred percenting it once, but also twice, because mm-hmm. you play it through once with Mario and then once with Luigi. Um, all one hundred and twenty-one stars. Um, and I don't know. I didn't. It didn't click with me this time. Like the controls felt floaty and imprecise, and like. Every time I would stop to smell the proverbial roses, um, I was kind of left wanting. And I think maybe because I didn't have that fresh perspective of, oh my goodness, this is an incredible gravity mechanic thing. Um, I feel like I was looking for different things than I did when 10 years ago. Yeah, I think it's, for me, I... I, I kind of didn't realize that this game was this old the game feels to me much newer than it seems um, it still holds up it, yeah. it, it does hold up quite well um yeah but um yeah i can kind of i kind of get what you're saying there um now was this like your second playthrough or was this your third playthrough or um, when was the last time you played super mario galaxy so um, I played it through at launch, um, I think around, around launch, actually fun, kind of funny story. I borrowed it from a friend the first time. Um, and they, I was able to play through all the way to the end, but then in the cutscene before the final level, the game had a scratch on it. Oh no. The disc had a scratch. So it could not load the cutscene before the final, um, level. So I played the entire rest of the game as much as I could 
before giving it back to them. And then I ended up, I think I went out and bought the game, played through the final level and the, <laughs> and the purple coins uh, missions. What are the purple um, coin missions? You have to collect 100 purple coins oh. in a level. Oh. And they're really, they're usually pretty difficult levels. Oh, I think I did that once to get flying Mario. But yeah. Or those yeah, that's coins? no, those were purple coins. Okay, okay, yeah, I did that once. Yeah, it's the same mechanic, and sometimes like the cosmic Mario is chasing you Ugh, and stuff like that. We'll get on that guy. Um, Mario. What was the question again? Uh, when was the last time you played Mario Galaxy? Yeah. So I played it through at launch. I played it through like a hundred percent. So I'm counting that as two playthroughs for sure. I think I've played it once. Between now and then, I okay. think I've done the playthrough, and then now. So I'm gonna say this is my fourth. Okay. Um, let me then ask you this: I'm assuming you played Super Mario Galaxy two. Yes. And I'm assuming that you really enjoyed that game. No, actually. Oh, really? At launch, I really didn't like Mario Galaxy two. Oh. Because it's basically uh, the observatory's gone. It's a world map. Um, oh. Okay. And the levels are like there's it's one star per level kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, at least that's from what I can remember. And I, it's weird because at the end of playing through Galaxy One now, I'm like I think I would actually enjoy Galaxy Two a lot more now. Yeah, I definitely I have in, I want to play it because um, I I hear really good things. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think it's a really good game. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because i mean super mario galaxy i I was just like i read up the reviews normally before we do the podcast or Mm -hmm. after i've beaten the game it got really really um outstanding reviews um yeah and i think i think i think it's probably worthy of of that praise um but man there were some segments where it just i don't mind i i I don't mind frustration when something's hard, but when a mechanic is so bad that it drives me batty, that really sour notes the game because I I was trying to think of like memorable moments to talk about. It's hard because like we both beat the game about a week ago and we've been playing it for probably three weeks or so. So it's like I have to think back a month to when I first started playing it. And mm-hmm. most of my memories are just like, frustrating memories particularly with the the spring form of mario i hated that form um the um and then the the tilt controls as well and the ball while they are fun um it's also really imprecise Mm -hmm. um and then i almost forgot about it until right about now but early on there is like a a racing level or like in the water mm-hmm. and that was really bad as well but they never did that again i can't remember if i remember correctly they never had another level like that but just there those... is yeah there is one more but it's um like locked away it's a secret level got it got it um so those like those little instances where you have to use those certain mechanics to to proceed or like even the ice mario um things like that it was um, it's kind of just plagued by those 
oh, I remember the Toy Box Galaxy and how freaking hard it was to spring in the right manner and not fall off, right? Because I couldn't see where I was going. Or mm-hmm. in Splatter Matter Galaxy where it's so, like, the timing has to be so precise. And uh, it's not that, like, I just found with the Spring Mario in particular, it was really hard to know when to get the spring. And so as soon as I had a rhythm, I was fine. But if I lost that rhythm, I would be frantically trying to find it again. And and and, and particularly in the Splatter Matter Galaxy, if you don't, if you lose your rhythm, you're basically dead. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, again, it's it's unfortunate that my, my memory is kind of plagued with those frustrating moments. Um, but no, I, I overall, like, I had a lot of fun. I, I, I appreciate so much that the levels are short. Um, mm-hmm. That's easy to drop into. Like, uh, I mean, our summer schedules are pretty busy, so it was great coming home from work, just playing for like an hour. But in an hour, getting through, you know, six or so levels, or maybe not that many, but, you know, five or six levels... Because each level really only takes you about five minutes. You know, some take a little longer, for yeah. sure. But um, just dropping in and then enjoying that atmosphere and, and that design and maybe going on to the second portion of that. But soon enough, then, you, oh, I've got another galaxy that's unlocked. I'll go explore that and I'll do that. And it builds just very well with how you build up your stars, Um and, and how galaxies are unlocked alongside your progress. And by <laughs> the end of the game, even though I had only collected 60 stars, which is about which is half, I felt like I had experienced almost the entire game. Which I know I'm wrong, but I felt like I've hit every single galaxy. I may not have gotten every single star in every single galaxy, but I, I've seen m- the majority of the content. Yeah, you've seen all the sights and yeah, I, it felt it felt complete to me. Yeah, I was like, okay, great. I'm I've I've beaten the game after the final boss. So, um, and it wasn't until after I beat the game where Rosalina's like, oh, if you collect fifty nine more stars, I'll show you the secret place. I'm like, hey, maybe maybe I want to do that. Um, I haven't done it yet, but it was like, oh, maybe I will do that. Um. But I haven't decided yet, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like, I'm a... I'm very much an achievement-slash-trophy-based gamer. Um, I love getting trophies. I love, like, building that kind of game outside the game for me. Just what I enjoy to do personally. Um, So playing Mario where there's none of that, it was kind of... um, It was refreshing, to be honest. Um, Because I was playing the game for fun. (laughs) uh and and having fun with it and um i remember like discovering secrets and being like oh man this is awesome like i found a hidden star and like whoa there's hidden stars in this game Hmm. um or i found a secret room that was really hard to get to it was really i had a lot of fun like discovering the secrets of the game um which it's so hard to do this day and age because we're so like Easter eggs aren't really... It's not that they're hidden, but they're very easily found and distributed to everybody. So mm-hmm. that was a fun experience. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about it. There is a lot of like little um, like little hidden rooms. Like, Did you play the Freeze Flame Galaxy? 
Uh, or no, not uh, Melty Melty Molten Galaxy. Yes, yes, I did. I'm. I don't think I did all three stars in the galaxy though. You, you know the part where you like shoot out of the volcano. Yes. Um. If you did, you ever like not shoot out of the volcano? Um. No, I would have just played it once. But okay. Yeah. If you like, this is the one thing that I really kind of stands out to me in terms of secret areas. If you you take a, like a a sling star, just like a little one, to get up to the volcano, and then it's a a launch star. Right. But if you wait, you'll drop down into the volcano, and there's just a whole ton of star bits, oh. and then you see the like lava collecting to explode. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Like, I only ever found one hidden star, but after I realized they were there, I'm like, oh, man, I got to keep my eye out because I got to hmm. find them. And I found that I would find secret areas. I'm like, oh, perfect. There's going to be a hidden star here. And then there wasn't a secret star, which was fine, but it was like, it was it was interesting that they to me that they put in secret areas with no other reward than simply star bits. You know, yeah, um, it's not a lot. Yeah, it's not a complaint. It's just, oh, that's that's nice that they put in this extra stuff, you know, that rewards the player, um, perhaps not in the way that they expected or I expected, but I'm still getting rewarded for exploring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, one one other complaint that I have, um. I was a little let down that the bo- uh, the sorry the Bowser boss battles, um, just are the same format each time you face him. Um, yeah, although I guess that's not really anything new. True. That that, that is a good point. Um, but I yeah um I mean the boss battles in this game I I did enjoy. Um, I found them all to be pretty fun, not too easy, but not too hard either um intense for sure um but i found bowser i was expecting more i guess um the second time i faced bowser and then i was just oh it's the same it's the same fight again that's that's sort of disappointing and then the final battle is literally well it's just the same thing again with with more moves so that was a little disappointing but like you said that's uh par for the course for bowser I like there have been some really good Bowser fights like um yeah new Super Mario Bros for the Wii that's probably one of the best ones yeah see like I I didn't mind the Bowser fight I found I found it enjoyable um <laughs> it was more just that it was repeated that that kind of disappointed me but uh other than that I, I did enjoy it so yeah yeah it, it was I mean it kind of made me wish I was a kid again, because I felt like, I, I, as a kid, I would have really, really, really enjoyed this game. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I did enjoy this game. Yeah. So. so. I like. Yeah, I feel like. Oh, go ahead. It it does kind of capture like it's that Nintendo charm of like, you get to jump around on planets and stuff. This kind of creative stuff. Well, it's also it's also like just, the the setting, is just basically a childhood imagination right i'm running mm-hmm. around and then i'm going to turn into a bumblebee and i'm going to fly around and then i'm going to go to the the volcano galaxy and the fireballs are going to shoot at me and i'm gonna have to dodge them stuff like that where it's just like 
very sim simple yet fun uh, level design. Mm -hmm. One thing I did like is that they portrayed Luigi to kind of be a buffoon. <laughs> I I like that. He was a. Uh, it was good that they kind of the way that he the way that he like sneaks into the star anime like when you get a star. Yeah. Like stuff like that was fun. I like I like that they make you or encourage you to go back to previous levels, um, to to get his star. Um, mm -hmm. I like that they kind of um, encourage you to re-explore areas you've already been to. So. Mm -hmm. For sure. Were you able to feed all the uh, um, hungry Lumas? I think there were two. I think the garden and the um, engine room. Engine room I didn't get. Yeah, a lot of them need a lot of stars. Bits. I think like it was eight hundred and twelve hundred, and I was at the end of the game, and I didn't really want to grind. Yeah, it's a lot, but mm -hmm. they're pretty generous with the star bits. Yeah, they are. If you uh... one thing I do like is that you don't lose the star bits when you when you die, so you can. Yes. That's very helpful. Um, now, one one thing I don't understand is why didn't they just use coins instead of star bits? Well, hmm. I think I don't know exactly. I imagine it's they wanted to use the pointer somehow. Um Yeah, and I but and, but couldn't my my thing is I get that and that's fine. Uh my thing is just why not use coins as like the starbots are still there but they're coins, right? Yeah. I I don't know the design decision behind it. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing because they serve two purposes, like the coins are for health and the the star bits are for yeah points and like stuff you can use well, the currency point, the basically. Pointer for. Yeah, yeah. Because the coins also count as the score, which is weird. That is really because, strange. Because there's like a finite number of coins, and coins really aren't useful in that game at all. No, they just help help you get health back. But you yeah. want you almost kind of want to avoid them in case you need to go back for them, right? Yeah. So for sure, yeah. Uh, maybe it was just more of like an atmospheric design decision, right? We want to. It's a galaxy, and we need something more starry, right? And that's why they call them star bits. They kind of look like the lumas. The lumas eat them. Maybe mm -hmm. that was the decision. So. Yeah. One other thing, uh, Luma, the character that goes around with you mm -hmm. didn't really do anything like it didn't have a personality it never spoke to you no you don't really have any kind of emotional attachment to luna or luma yeah so that i found to be a little strange um because at the end of the game he kind of you i guess you kind of lose luma or luma leaves or something and it's mm -hmm. kind of like it's supposed to be touching, but it's like, well, you never did anything or spoke a word to me throughout this entire uh, adventure. So, yeah. Yeah, it's weird because like I remember being like emotionally impacted by that when like when I first played it. But now it's well, that might kind of have been because of the whole ordeal I had to go through in order to see it. But um, <laughs> honestly, like, yeah, but. Yeah, it really didn't. I don't know, that that was the thing, I think that really got me playing through this second time, 
is that there wasn't anything in the game that I really became emotionally attached to. Um, because every time I would, I would look, oh, this character could say something, and it would be press A to jump, or we found a cave, or some something like like very basic, shallow surface right. stuff, and I was looking for something a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Which, um, like Rosalina's story that stands out so much because it's the only something that's emotionally gripping and like it's completely outside of everything else yeah you could you could easily dismiss it yeah yeah like that was that was the thing that that was the only thing i found in the game that actually emotionally impacted me even the sec like seeing it again was her story Mm. especially like I don't know, there's aspects of the story that really spoke to me that they didn't, They, I don't think they spoke to me in the same way when I was a kid. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, because I think, like, that's the nice thing about a, a children's game, right? They can put in emotional or moral lessons or stories, and as a kid, you might not fully get it, but coming back as an adult, you know, having gone through a bit of life, you 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 begin to get it, right? Um, yeah. And that's why, I I guess we kind of both wish they did a little bit more of that. Um, because you're right, like all the toads, like they're characters, but they don't do anything, right? Um, yeah. There's no little storyline as the game progresses with them. Um, all the penguins, they don't do anything. Um, it's just kind of, they're there as part of that one particular galaxy and the next galaxy, they're totally different and there's no, there's no reason really to talk to them, to be honest. No. Yeah. So, and even like Rosalina's story is, is good, but even Rosalina herself in the observatory, you can just ignore her basically the whole game and you'll probably be sad. Yeah, there's there's no reason. I don't know. Does she, I don't even remember if she says anything interesting. No, I think she just basically explains to you what you need to do. Yeah. You know, get more stars so we can move on. I have to say, for a 2007 game, and I know, like, I, I was playing on the Wii U, so I'm assuming there's a little bit of scaling up as far as graphics graphically it goes. Um, I was really impressed by the quality of this game the the art design and the presentation um, it's a really pretty game really looked good like the stars in particular like the grand stars and mario i thought looked really really good um the the musical beats i love the way that they use classic mario music in in different ways um mm-hmm. i love the the puzzle galaxies like the the pressure plate galaxies or the galaxies where the the tiles would move if you stepped on them so you kind of had to do a little pattern to not get trapped mm-hmm. um i love things like that where it's kind of like a little uh puzzle rather than platforming so mm-hmm. yeah as far as it go as far as like platformers go like um i definitely see that Nintendo was trying to, 
you know, really um, break away. And I guess they've kind of always done that um, and be like the forefront leader and platformers. Um, and, and they did that to me in this game by using the gravity in different ways, by using the camera in different ways. Um, just the perspective that you have on Mario. It's third person, but you're, you're dealing with different dimensions and, and different things happening you know, on one side of the planet, and you could... Just just the way it all kind of came together, I found to be really enjoyable, and and the most importantly, it was... Um, oh, my word, what's the word? Interactive. It was interactive. Mm -hmm. I was I was fixed on what I was doing, and I wasn't just getting lost in the in the patterns like a like a you know like an old, older Mario would, you know, 2D side scroller. I know what's gonna happen and when it's gonna happen, so I just have to react to it. With the and I could learn the patterns. With this, it was okay. I have to be aware of where the other enemies are, where Bowser is on the other side, and and what my uh, what my surroundings are like. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there's definitely that kind of spatial awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of really and like there's a lot of really cool designs for galaxies and like some of my favorites definitely are like the Gusty Garden Galaxy and the the Freeze Flame Galaxy. Did you play much of the Freeze Flame Galaxy? No, I didn't. Um, one thing I did like about this game is that you don't necessarily need to do each galaxy. Which is good. Yeah, yeah which is really nice. With the Freeze uh, Flame Galaxy, I got a little turned around. and I ended up like kind of skipping a portion of, of the early section where you use the Ice Mario to get up higher. And I was able to, to surpass that. But then I didn't mm -hmm. know how to use the ice Mario thing properly, so I got stuck and it was late. And I said, "That's it, I'm uh -huh. done." And then I and I left that. And then I came back like a couple nights later and played it again near the end of the game. And then I I just got one star, I think. But yeah, it's basically got two like all right stars, and then the third star is actually representative of the, the galaxy's name, and it's. It, colli it collides the flame and the freezing, and it's really neat. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. My favorites were probably the Toy uh, toy Box Galaxy. That's a good one. It's funny, actually. It's Toy Box. Um, sp I did like Splatter Matter. I liked the the presentation of that <laughs> galaxy. I liked the the way it the worked. I just hated the spring portion. Um, I liked the, the Battle... Is it the Battle Rock Galaxy? And, mm hmm and, and the desert galaxy i i know i complained about that one too but i really enjoyed it um i had fun there so one thing one thing i think that makes mario so interesting just as a series overall is that you could just put him in any setting whatsoever and it just makes sense you know like yeah it he's very versatile like you you put him in new york and oh that makes sense yeah i can see that he, oh he becomes a dinosaur yeah that that's Mario for you. Oh, he's he's got a water jetpack. That's Mario. Oh, he's in yeah. space. Mamma mia, that's Mario. He's playing tennis. <laughs> yep. And I think that's that's really just the the benefit of having a very generic 
but recognizable character. Like he just fits in wherever. Yeah. And this game's very made of paper. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. This game's very like, I found it kind of be like, this is kind of like very fairy tale ish, um, princessy, like the hub world. Um, Mm -hmm. just the way the design was, it's like, it's very interesting that he fits just perfectly in this game. Um, compared to like, you know, uh, like again, Mario Sunshine, which is completely and then I don't really remember much about it, but completely different atmosphere and setting, right? Um, yeah. Where like something like like Sonic, for instance, probably has not gone over so well entering in different time periods or kind of genres like that. So yeah. it does not come as smoothly for him. Yes, no, it does. It has not. And I think well, I think that's also something to be said. Like this game came out a year after Sonic 06 and just look at the, <laughs> and just look at the differences between two platformers. Yeah. So. That's pretty substantial. I mean, they're going for different things, but yeah. 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 But I like how Bowser kind of talked with you in this game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, Oh, I, I, in you, I've chosen a great arch enemy or something like that. I'm like, thanks Bowser. I appreciate that. That was good. I liked his little like spin around and poof like eighties cartoon like I'm gonna get you next time, villain. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, after like the first boss is Bowser Jr. I was kinda hoping to see the other Bowser children. But Yeah. Nope, but just him. Because this was this was before well, I guess I can't remember when New Super Mario Bros. came weren't, back. Weren't the Bowser children in Super Mario World? Yeah, they were in Mario World, and then they went on hiatus. For a while? Uh, they first showed up again in Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga ah, for the GBA. Okay. And then New Super Mario Bros. What, what 08, 09? Uh, 2006. Oh, okay. Because for the DS, and then oh, Mario right. Mario Bros. Wii was 2009, and that was the the the, the first time they'd come back to a console, and now now they're everywhere. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, like Galaxy does just fine with collect the stars, be on your way. That's all you really need to do, um, and I like that because, like in older Mario games like Super Mario World, you're stuck World 1-1, right? You got to do World War 1-1, then you got to do World 1-2, and so on and so forth. Like, you have to do everything. But this, they give you the freedom to do whatever you want, and when you, you get enough stars, you're good to go. And yeah. uh, I really like that, because it, it makes it your own game, right? You play your own pace, your own style, your own preference, so. Yeah, you get to choose which levels you do, like, and... I was actually noticed, I was kind of paying attention to this. You pretty much, you can get enough stars to move on to the next world um, or next uh, room in the observe in the yeah observatory thingy if you do one or two levels mm-hmm. of each thing. In full, yeah. 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 So I like that the observatory becomes more alive as you get more stars. 
Like in mm-hmm. the in the beginning, it feels very um, static and and like nothing's moving. Then moving parts come into play as you get more and more lumas show up and everything like that. Um, and there's actually three different musical tracks for the observatory. Oh, okay. There's one like one for each section of the game. Oh, interesting. And so there are more and more instruments get added. Ah, okay. That makes a lot of sense then. One mm-hmm. one thing I didn't like is having I found it is like, okay, I'm going to the engine room. I have to take like sixty seconds to get up there. <laughs> I gotta jump up the library walls, I gotta run around, jump up the beam, then up the other beam, then up the other beam. Okay, now I'm there. There are a couple shortcuts. Yeah, but it's not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the hub world is nice, and but I I kind of prefer more simplistic or easier to access sub sub hub. You would worlds. probably like more Galaxy Two, two then. Yeah. Probably. I feel like we should put that on our list. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah, I would say it's worth it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm excited. To- I'm excited to play at one point, but yes. yeah. Um, any other thoughts? Um, trying to think. Oh, I have one. I think we've. Oh, go for it. Um, this might just be me, but I also found it a little difficult to determine whether a creature was an enemy or a friendly person. Okay. Um. And, and some, well, not that it was like a big deal. Like, I don't think I ever mistook, mistook an enemy for an ally, but there were many times where I mistook allies for enemies. Okay. Like the little gear guys in the toy box galaxy, even the penguins. Um, I felt like, okay, I'm just assuming I'm fighting everything type thing. Um, there was one level with the big shark where it's like, well, mm-hmm. don't face that guy head on. He'll eat you. Or he's he's blocking the way. So I thought the key to the level was going out behind him. So I swam away around the whole thing. Because he looks so menacing, right? I'm like, well, I'll go in there. I'm going to get eaten. So maybe I have okay. to like go behind him. I go all the way around him. And then it teleports me to the front of him once I get to his butt. And it's like, let's race. I'm like, okay, well, that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> um, So things like that where it's like, I wasn't sure um, necessarily how to approach every character just because I found that, you know, you know, of course the enemies are not going to look super menacing. So I think one thing now that I'm thinking of it, now that you've brought it up, I'm fairly certain that every single enemy jumps when they see you. Ah, interesting. Like, um, if it's not, I think the only one that doesn't jump when it sees you is the little, like, Octorok ones. Hmm. Um, but Goombas jump, the spiders jump, uh, the, like, Mecha Koopas jump a little bit. Interesting. I'm, pre- right. I'm pretty sure that everything That's jumps. That's a good point. Except for the allies. You know what this game needed more of, Graham? What? Boo. It needs more boo. Yeah, that was in, like, I think it's in like one, one two levels. Um, well, there was two Boo Mario sections, but there was only one like Ghost Galaxy, and and like it was like Luigi's Haunted Mansion or whatever. But I really yeah. wish they had utilized it 
once or twice more or like that setting um just because like it's a classic mario enemy and and setting and so using it a little bit more i think would have would have been more enjoyable i because i certainly enjoyed um those sections and even being mm-hmm. boo mario was fun but yeah yeah so all in all like um i would absolutely recommend this game um one thing i do appreciate about nintendo is that it's not necessarily hard to find a new way to play their old games um with the there's that train again with that uh, with their virtual console uh, it's pretty easy to pick up old games that you love, and this is no exception. Um, Wasn't this one like ten bucks, twenty bucks? Uh, it was actually a little expensive. Um, it was twenty-seven dollars, so almost thirty. Oh, bucks. really? Yeah, so I had to pay thirty bucks almost for it. I guess to throw the tax in there—that's thirty bucks. Um, which I feel was a tinsy bit. That's tinsy a bit, much. bit much. Yeah, to me, it's like after ten years, any any game. At most, should be twenty dollars. You should tell Square Enix that. <laughs> I should tell Nintendo that they're horrendous at keeping their prices high for a long time, particularly yeah. with physical media. But I mean, some of their other games, like you know, um, I talked about Red Rescue Team, all the old Zeldas, um, even the the re uh, re released Pokemon games. They're all like ten, twelve bucks. I think that's more than a fair price, and I'm happy to pay that. But for this, I felt 27 was a little high. So that's probably the only barrier to me getting Super Mario Galaxy 2. It's just like, well, maybe I'll just try yeah. and find a cheap copy on disc somewhere or war it from somebody. Yeah, I'll have to do the same yeah. if we do. Did you did you play this on the Wii, on the Wii U, or how'd you play this? I played this on the Wii U. Okay, I played it on the Wii U as well. So I'm actually finding that um, because of this podcast, I'm starting to really f- discover how much i like the wii u as a as a system oh nice yeah it's uh i i have to admit it's it's a fun little system um i like i know this kind of sounds like an antiquated statement <laughs> with the switch out now but i like the the portability of it i like that i can you know download red rescue team and throw it on my wii u and sit in the couch my wife watches the show and, huh. and play old games like yeah. that so i appreciate that but yeah, and I mean it's so much easier to. The thing I really like about it going forward is because we're playing Breath of the Wild upcoming, is that I can bring it places without having to bring a monitor. Right, it's just I need the console, I need the power bar, and I need the the gamepad, and that's it. And I can play Breath of the Wild in the wild, in full. So. Yeah. And I realize that the Switch is even easier than that, but I don't have a Switch yet, so. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck in 2013. Nope, I'm I'm there with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good year, wasn't it? Yeah, decent year. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, so all in all, how would we rate this game? Oh boy, I I have no idea. Um, you go first. I I haven't thought about it yet. Give me a minute. It's like. It's got a lot of great things going for it, but I don't like it as much as I used to. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really fit into any of the Persona Four character archetypes. No. Uh, yeah. I'm. Which is I'm thinking odd because like, like most of them have. 
Yeah, I'm thinking it's kind of like a mix of a a Teddy and a Rise. Those are the two names jumping out to me right now. But yeah, I could I could go for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh a Teddy say. <laughs> yeah, it it unfortunately, I don't know why, it just seems like I've only been saying negative things about the game, but I actually I really did enjoy it. Um, I had fun playing it. I think that's. I mean, any game can be graphically great, can um, can control great, but if it's not fun at the end of the day, what the heck's it about? Um, or at least, Im- if it's not fun or impactful, saying or saying something, then what's it about? To me, this game was was really fun, and uh, yeah, and I and beyond the frustrating parts um i i wanted i wanted to play it you know it wasn't That's like good. a uh rhyme where i did i was like <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore um i every night i was just like okay i think i've had my fill for that frustrating section i'll just go to something else and then i was like oh one more just one more galaxy i'll just do one more galaxy and then it's like one in the morning it's like crap i gotta go to bed but i had fun playing it so that's awesome yeah Oh, well, also, sorry, time. One puzzling thing, <laughs> another negative. Every time you reload the game, you only have four lives. Yep. I don't get it. What's going on here, Nintendo? I mean, I think Super Mario Odyssey finally realized that lives are obsolete in this day and age. Mm. Um, at least in the terms of this kind of game. And they went with when you die, you lose coins, which is like a currency in that game. Yeah. But yeah, the the whole resetting lives thing never really made sense to me. Well, it just kind of makes your progress moot, you know? Yeah. Because you could get like 10 extra lives, but oh, I'm signing off now and then you lose them all. So I just didn't get it. It makes lives as a reward really not much of a reward. Yeah. And then, well, you also like, um, I only ever game overed once. So Mm -hmm. again, I don't. And then it kicked me back to the main menu, which was really frustrating. Like I get it that I game over, just kick me back to the observatory, or kick me out of the yeah. kick me out of the world. It's a little uh, old fashioned. Yeah, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily out of place, but if you're not going to track lives from save to save, what's well, then what's the point? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but and then each time I was there, that freaking envelope ding 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 was there because peach was giving me five more lives so each each time right it's like well each time you start with nine lives exactly so okay. just leave me with the 10 lives that i had when i saw when i stopped last night mm-hmm. but yeah all in all well, it was fun. oh another thing sorry <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know if this is because i missed it um but i didn't realize until probably the last 30 percent of the game that uh the triple jump was a thing okay so um i kind of discovered it by accident and then i was having lots of fun trying to recreate it like on my own um because some i i found like sometimes i would just jump 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 and not do the big jump so that was kind of fun to discover but also like kind of frustrating because it's like well, what did I do before that needed me to do this input that I had to have done some other way type thing? 
I don't think anything in the game requires you to do use the long jump or the triple jump. Mm, yeah, it was a nice discovery, I suppose. But yeah. um, one thing we didn't talk about was the comet stars. Yeah, the comet systems are, or the comet stars, kind of I, unremarkable. I basically ignored them. Um, I did two Cosmic Mario races in which I won one of. And uh, I don't want to ever face Cosmic Mario again because it was cheap. And then I did one speedrun meteor or whatever that actually was a lot of fun, but wasn't very hard. So mm -hmm. again, I like that because it's a uh, it's them encouraging you to go back to old galaxies. But at the yeah. end of the day, and again, I like that I didn't need to do it. You know, I didn't need to ever use or do one of those comet levels. So it was my choice to do so or not. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Play it. I would say play it if you haven't yeah. already, which I'm sure almost everyone has. So, yeah, no, definitely worth a play. For sure. Yeah. And I, I look forward to other Super Mario games we play. Yeah. Yeah. So, alrighty. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we'll be back in, uh, in the two week two weeks time with um Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Yeah. Have you started that, Graham? I have. I'm a couple chapters in. Oh, okay. I think you're probably farther than I am, but that's good. Good. We're gonna head start on that, and then uh, after that, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and then after that, Pokemon uh, Omega Red. Oh, I, I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Uh, to wrap it up. So. Again, thanks everybody for listening. Um, please do give us a like on Facebook. We're on there, the Velvet Room Review. Uh, if you're listening to us via your local podcast provider, please do subscribe. Shoot us a message on Facebook or a comment. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate hearing from you. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya.